just in case you and I get <clears throat> off topic, which is, I'm going to try so hard. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do we, it. We'll we be. can't trust me all the time. <laughs> This is Kim and Emily with Bob's Cast, your Bob's Burgers rewatch podcast. Today we're going to be talking about season two, episode eight, Bad Tina. <laughs> Which Such a good I one. Love. I know I, I love, love this one this so much. One. <laughs> <sighs> um, yeah, I'm a big fan. Okay, I know that Tammy's like a huge antagonist, but I like the fact that Tina has a foil of someone who's just so like awful all the time. I feel like it brings out Tina being kind of sassy, and I know that's not necessarily something that you should um, like root for, <laughs> but it's a cartoon, so I can. Yes. I love it when Tina gets really sassy, <laughs> and, yeah. like, and especially really, with Tammy too. Yeah, like she, she deserves, deserves it most of the time. <laughs> yeah, one thousand percent, she deserves it. So, I I like the introduction of Tammy for like the show's plot as a whole and for Tina's character growth as a whole is like how she has to deal with tammy yes <laughs> oh, so do you want to get us started with the face fakes sure so the hulu recap is tina starts hanging out with bad girl tammy in an effort to get closer to jimmy jr pretty it's pretty succinct. short sweet to the point <laughs> yeah, good job recap writer at hulu yes <laughs> they like i know that you know sometimes we've talked about how they can be like so flowery and like you know use yeah, like these crazy think, words and descriptions this they're just like this is what's happening yeah they You'll gotta have like, like three <laughs> different people that do it on a rotation yeah because definitely whoever this one is is like the straight shooter <laughs> yeah they're like get in get out yeah. this is what you need to know tina um, tina's hanging out with the bad girl yes <laughs> um so the shop next door's name is valley of the doilies and there is like a doily sign in the window that says sale 50 percent off a bargain and it is a play on the book and later movie of valley of the dolls which sounds like it might be a scary i mean that sounds terrifying it to sounds me. like a scary movie <laughs> i was like oh no yeah. valley of the dolls and right? then i looked They're it like, up and it's evil not at all about that it's about addiction <laughs> so which is equally as horrifying it's i guess equally as horrifying <laughs> but i was picturing like a valley of haunted porcelain dolls like the yeah, island totally. of the dolls like that scary haunted island of the dolls but a valley yes, yes. but that's not or like ch like children of the corn right. i don't know it just sounds like it sounds like it would be it sounds like in it, that realm yeah of scary the name shit. of <laughs> the name valley of the dolls follows the script of children of the corn yes island of the dolls exactly those things so but i guess it's yeah much much more of a bummer than scary because it's about just women trying to make it in Hollywood and then getting addicted to pills. <laughs> yes, yeah, that you know, is that is a horror of a different nature. <laughs> yes, and it's something that I I just gleaned from like the Wikipedia summary, honestly. So I've never seen it, so I don't. I, I mean, I can't really speak to what the actual tone is. To me, yeah. that sounds like a bummer. I sincerely yeah. hope they don't make it into something like a like a joke. 
Yeah, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I really would hope not. I would hope not, but um, yeah, not scary, just sad. <laughs> yes, just just really sad. The pest van name is the Vermin Surgeon, and the logo includes like that, like medically, like shield looking like rod looking thing yeah with the, it's like um, with the snakes like the medical alert like bracelet symbol i feel yeah, like the one right? on like, like the outsides of hospitals yeah i think they like stamp it onto medical degrees i never know how to pronounce it because my brain always wants to say caduceus and i don't think that's how you pronounce it because it's like a greek word but yeah, i mean that sound like i would that sounds right to me. <laughs> I should have looked it up. I don't know. I didn't even know, like, it had an official name yeah. so that you knew more than I did. Well, I just I was like, oh, to... that, like, sneaky, windy, shield-looking thing. thing. <laughs> yeah, I used to work with someone who wanted to go into medical school, and, like, when um, I was working with him is when I first started getting all my random nonsense tattoos. Mm. So this is, like, my first job when I was, like, 18 or 19. Um and I would go to the tattoo shops for Friday the 13th because they would always have like a Friday the 13th special where you yeah, yeah. get a small tattoo for $13. And I would always try and convince him to come with me. And he was like, no, I don't want to get that. I don't want to get any tattoos. Like if I get any, I want to get the, I'm going to say Caduceus and I don't yeah. think that's right. I'm going to get that on my calf. Like, okay. Yeah. Cool, dude. <laughs> All right. I'm going to, I'm going to go get a, Triforce on my wrist. Bye. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) So then the burgers of the day that we have are the Sit and Spinach Burger, Sweaty Palms Burger, which comes with the Hearts of Palm. And we obviously get the character introduction of Tammy, which is voiced by um, Jenny Slate and Mrs. Jacobson, who I guess in... This one is voiced by Melissa Golski. And as we know, Tammy, like, besides, I think, just this episode, every other time that we see her, she's blonde. Yes, they do actually reference that, though. Like, they do talk about her dyeing her hair because the next time we see Tammy, she says, like, I'm a blonde now. And then there's that episode um, with the babysitting with her roots. Yes. So they at least did write... Like, they did reference the fact that she did appear as a brunette at first. Yes. <laughs> and I feel like it, you know, it d- would totally track that she would, like, be a four, like, however they are, old they are, six, eighth graders, like, yeah, dying graders and, yeah. like, <laughs> blonde. And anyway, so, yeah, she is brunette in this one. But then moving forward, we do have her as a blonde. And um, Jenny Slate is in, like, a million things, too. I feel like she's, like, the maybe not the female Aziz Ansari in terms of like doing a lot of stuff, but she's in like, she's just been in a, a lot ton of things. things. Yeah. Every time I think of Jenny Slate, all I can think of is parks and rec when she's like, yes. don't be suspicious. Like that's immediately yes. what goes into my brain. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then in this episode, like we said, Mrs. Jacobson is voiced by Melissa Golski and she will continue to do so until the episode local Shiro when she was replaced by Ashley Nicole Black. Um, and, you know, that's probably because, like, of that whole idea of, like, if the character is a certain ethnicity or a certain, like, you know, they, like, subscribe to a certain gender identification or whatever, like, they're trans, like, then the voice should be trans. If they're a person of color, the, per- the person voicing them should be of color. So 
that's why we likely get that change. Yeah, because I think it, it unfortunately wasn't until recently that Miss Marshmallow got recast. But I think yes. that happened with it wasn't just Bob's Burgers. There was like around that time, a lot of shows did that. Yeah. Um, like, I know Big Mouth was one that had like they actually wrote that into the whole storyline because the voice kind of changed. Mm-hmm. They didn't like try and make the new voice actor kind of match the previous voice. They had like a storyline and kind of about like the character accepting herself for being mixed race. Oh, huh. And it was like a, yeah. I don't know if you ever watched Big Mouth. It's no. definitely like a very weird and, and totally inappropriate show. Like, do you yeah, not yeah. have it on around children? Yes. It's, it's very like <laughs> kind of stupid humor. Yeah. Um, but that was and like, like puberty sub- stuff, right? Yeah. Like puberty se- stuff. Sexual. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's kids going through puberty. I think it's probably pretty realistic. I mean, all these kids are really horned up and I'm like, it's kind of what happens when you go. Through yeah. yeah. You don't <laughs> totally. understand how bodies work, but you think that you do. And yes, you know, sex just becomes like something that you think about a lot. And yeah. Anyways, but that episode was like a surprisingly insightful episode about accepting your identity. Yeah. So, that's cool. Which I mean, it's written by Nick Kroll. Um, yeah. And you know, he definitely can do more than, <laughs> than just the silly humor like that's not the only thing that he can do he's a very smart man so yeah <laughs> it makes sense but yeah anyways yeah around around that time like a lot of a lot of shows did that where like animated shows kind of recast yes some of their characters definitely um so then some random factoids that we have is this episode is both the first one that shows the wharf arts center <laughs> War farts. Um, War farts. And it also has no, like, flashback or, like, cutscene type things in it. Um, the scene where Jimmy Jr. breaks Tina's porcelain horse, porcelain, <laughs> is a parody of the play The Glass Menagerie by Tennessee Williams. Um, one of the kids in the cafeteria has a Burger Boss lunchbox, which is pretty cool. And this is the first episode to show the non-speaking but recurring character of Chad the zombie. I feel like he, well, he doesn't speak, but he, like, groans yeah, or, like, whatever noises, they do. Yeah, he doesn't have, like, lines. Like, no, no. He doesn't have, like, a voice actor specifically no. for him. <laughs> just, just someone to make zombie sounds, I guess. Um, so then some goofs that we found in the episode. There are a lot. Um or kind of a lot comparatively, I guess. So when Gene is lying on his stomach with his head at the, like the front of Bob and Linda's bed, he kicks a pillow. Um, and then in the next shot at that same angle, the pillow has disappeared, but there, um, there's like lines that show kind of like where he kicks the pillow. Like, like storyboard. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, when the kids are sitting in the cafeteria, the position of like where they are changes in every shot. Um, so Tracy Schwartz appears twice in one shot and Ollie appears without Andy in another one. Um, when Tammy runs out of the cafeteria, Tina's butt loose book is colored black, but in every other scene it's pink. Um, the cough slash cold section of the drugstore during that like little montage is misspelled couch and cold. <laughs> And then during the scene in Tina's bedroom with the meat thermometer, the door is open, but then in the next shot it's closed. And then Linda later asks Gene and Louise to leave and they do through the closed door. (laughs) 
So just yeah. a couple little things, a couple little animation things, but yeah. you know, nothing super uh, egregious, but definitely like we're still in season two. I feel like they're still getting their footing in terms of animation and like, you know, using storyboard apps or whatever they do. I don't know the software and stuff. So, yeah. And yeah. I like, honestly, I got the only one that I noticed that I picked up on was the couch slash cold. That's like the only thing, like everything else yeah, I, yeah. I got from the wiki, but like I never would have seen it with my own two eyes. Yeah. I don't, pay, I don't pay that close attention. No. And it's like, they're close enough spelled. It's just like a G instead of a C, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, anyway, so the A story is that Tina makes a new friend at school named Tammy Larson, and she ends up being a very bad influence on Tina and blackmails Tina into acting like, you know, kind of like a bad girl also. And then the B story is Bob gets obsessed with a performance group cake and annoys everyone around him um, because of his new obsession. <laughs> so okay. you ready to take us on the deep dive? Oh, heck yeah. All right. <laughs> I love this episode so much. Like before, like, you know how you always have like your favorite ones, like your favorite episodes that you'll watch. Like, oh, yeah. This is always one of them. And especially because like, now, I mean, the show's been on for however many seasons it is, 15, 14, whatever it is. I think it's 13. Is it 13? It's the I don't 14th, even know. I think the 14th season is what's coming out in October. Speaking Which of, is like, 14th even... season in October. Hey. Woo. So crazy. I, like, can't even believe that. I mean, like, I'm happy, but it's just crazy. That, I know. Like, it's the wild. has been on for 14 years. Oh, my God. I, I feel like ancient. Yeah, me um, too. But that's just, that's always. Yeah, that's just the passage of time. But, like, the, this episode is always one of those ones that's, like, in that rotation of, like, I just want it like mindless like I know it always cheers me up like this is you know this is a good one <laughs> for sure yeah this one also has a lot of like funny background gags like we get to see all of like like this is where Tina's erotic fan fiction erotic mm-hmm. friend fiction comes in yeah and we get to see Bob like genuinely really enjoying something yes I mean he annoys everyone else about it but I just yes. think that's really fun <laughs> yes he does and he really gets into it he gets so into it oh my gosh (laughs) i love it and i get it because i'm the same way with stuff like there are times where i just get real into like one thing and then i annoy everyone around me because that's like all i can talk about yeah so quite relatable bob (laughs) all right let's dive on in So we open the episode with Tina in science class. Miss Jacobson is like, oh, I hope everyone chose your lab partners wisely. And Tina says, like, I have. um, And she kind of, like, looks over and she's next to Jimmy Jr. And then Miss Jacobson says that they will notice a mixture in front of them on the Bunsen burner. And then Tina says, Bunsen. (laughs) (laughs) Which I love. (laughs) And this mixture, um, apparently, is the most powerful love potion known to man. And whatever they do, they should not drink it. So at this point, we're tuned into the fact that this is probably not reality. Yeah. (laughs) but Jimmy Jr. disobeys. He says, you know, he, he's going to, he chugs it, and then he, like, while he's doing that, Miss Jacobson's like, no, Jimmy Jr. is going to make you guys want to touch each other's butts. Jimmy doesn't care. And Tina says, okay, well, I don't need a love potion to want to do that stuff. And, like, just drops the flask on the floor. <laughs> so now, now we know that there's some butt touching in order. Yeah, um, and she's totally down, <laughs> yeah, she as is. we know that she would be. <laughs> oh, yes. And Jimmy Jr. is going to do it, too, because he drank this love potion. 
And then so we go back up to Miss Jacobson, who now has Chad the zombie with her. He is in the class, and he doesn't have a partner, so maybe he should join Tina and Jimmy Jr. So Tina's like, all right, the more the merrier. And then they all kind of, like, stand in a circle and, like, mutually grab each other's butts. <laughs> and then Miss Jacobson turns down the lights on a dimmer. We get a disco ball. Some sexy music starts playing. And then we are abruptly brought back to reality because Linda shouts, kids, it's time for breakfast. <laughs> and we see that Tina has been writing this scenario in a journal in her room. <laughs> so love that. I love that that's like the most erotic thing she can possibly think of is touching a butt. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or like what she's most like interested in. Yes. Like, whether she knows or doesn't about anything else, like, all she wants is... Like, not even, like, kissing. She Like, she wanted a kiss in her birthday episode, but, like, that's not what she cares about now. She's like, "Mm -mm, butt touching. Butt touching. (laughs) So, uh, Tina's upset. She kind of gives a little, like, ugh, because her writing was interrupted. And Jean and Louise come into Tina's room, and Jean asks what kind of maniac wakes up an hour early to write erotic fan fiction. And Tina says she does. (laughs) Tina is that maniac. And then we get to see some of the background of Tina's room, which we, we definitely did see a lot of Tina's room in the um, bed and breakfast, but it's still the same. We post, There's horse posters, boy bands, uh, radio, some horse figurines. So her her loves of, of horses and boy bands has not changed since that yeah. episode. Louise then asks if there are any shows or movies left in the world that Tina hasn't perved up. And she says no, which is why she now writes about people she knows from school and also zombies in her erotic <laughs> friend fiction. And while Louise is commenting on this, we pan over to Tina's desk and we see some of her erotic friend or erotic fan fictions that she has written in like those composition books. Like what a mm-hmm. throwback. And so yeah. the titles that we see are erotic twilight, uh, sexy Lord <laughs> of the Rings, erotic Harry Potter, erotic Cinderella, sexy Simpsons, erotic gossip girl, sexy Sesame street, erotic ER, erotic bones, Erotic Law and Order, Sexy 60 Minutes, (laughs) Erotic Garfield, Sexy 90210, Erotic Good Wife, and Erotic Muppets. She's like really, you know. That is such um, a range. Yeah, it really is a range. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) She's, She's into it. She's all about it. Oh, yeah. So Jean suggests that she should write a story with the janitor and the vice principal because he thinks they would have beautiful children. Tina says she did, and they don't. Um, <laughs> and we eventually do meet Mr. Bronca, but I don't think we've ever seen the vice principal, or the principal for that matter. We've never seen principal spores. Yeah. So leadership yeah, in no, we is not really very present, but I'm assuming... Actually, I guess I shouldn't assume if the vice principal is a woman, if Mr. Bronca and vice principal had beautiful children but i guess it doesn't really matter yeah Eh, whatever uh so fast forward the family's in the kitchen they're getting ready to eat breakfast and tina walks in wearing a green vest over her shirt that has the words welcome and a picture of a wagon on the back of it and linda says good morning my little late bird and asks tina about the vest and it turns out it is her welcome wagon vest she's showing a new girl around school that day and I think that's really cute that they have a little program for that yeah. at their school. Yes. <laughs> for new I love students. It. Yeah. Uh, so Linda gets distracted then by the small TV in the kitchen. There's a commercial for the show that Linda or Bob, ugh, a commercial for the show that um, Linda and Bob are seeing um, starts playing. And she kind of excitedly turns the TV towards Bob. And she's like, Bob, Bob, look like this is what we're seeing tonight. 
and so the commercial in question is uh, there's like some rhythmic clapping playing in the background and then there's an announcer that says experience patty cake like never before cake the New York Times says cake makes everything we've been doing with our hands obsolete (laughs) (laughs) Uh, this week at the Wharf Arts Center and then the visuals on the TV include guys wearing like matching red beanies and tank tops and like aggressively patty cake clapping. Yes. So very aggressively. Yeah. They're very serious faces. They're into it. On. Yeah. So yeah, that is what they're seeing tonight. And after the commercial, Gene shouts, War farts. <laughs> and uh, Louise says, What a must miss. And Bob agrees with her, but Linda says, Stop it. We're going. And. Uh, Linda then kind of chants, let's get to cake as fast as we can. Uh, (laughs) And Bob is not happy about it. After the commercial, the TV switches to local weatherman Scott Bags. We see them. We see him behind them at this scene. Um, So now we go to school. Tina is showing the new girl who we will soon learn is Tammy around. She has brown hair, which we know will eventually turn blonde. Pretty heavy makeup, a side ponytail, pink shirt and black pants. So Tina and Tammy are walking through the cafeteria and Tina points, just po- points it out. She's like, this is the cafeteria. That's the cafeteria lady. And she <laughs> says hi while the cafeteria lady looks kind of annoyed and like dumps out a big can of something. I don't know. <laughs> like a stew almost. It yeah. Looks, you know? <laughs> like a big can of beef stew. <laughs> something weird. Yeah. And then she's like, and this is our American flag. <laughs> so Tina's tour is basically just pointing at things and saying what they are. I mean, which is kind of fair. I don't really know what else you're... I mean, I guess I guess if I was a new student at a school and I was getting shown around, I would like knowing like where my classes were. Yeah. Like, probably. Yeah, might be uh, good. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tammy tells Tina, like, hey, no offense, but this tour is giving me a snorgasm, and you need to show me something good. <laughs> and Tina's like, well, the lunch menu has a typo on it. It says browie instead of brownie. But Tammy says that's not... That's not what she wanted. Um, but we do see the, the lunch menu, and it does have browie. It also has pizza, tater tots, and corn dogs on it. So nothing to do with whatever giant can was being dumped out. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Uh, so Tammy asks Tina what she does for fun, because she thinks there's more on the Tina tour than is being shown. And Tina does have one spot in mind where she likes to go, um, which turns out to be a closet next to the boys' locker room that has a hole in the bottom of the wall um, that she can look through and she can see the feet and ankles of the boys in the locker room. And the hole is underneath a bench on the locker room side, which is presumably why no one has noticed it in the locker room. So Tammy's a little bit skeptical and she's like, do you just go around looking through random holes? (laughs) (laughs) and Tina says yes but now she just looks through this one she found the hole to look through (laughs) and then so Tammy like kind of gets down they're both looking through this hole in the floor wall wall of the floor whatever and uh, Tina points out Jimmy Jr.'s feet and she says she recognizes them by the way he walks so confident but still figuring things out (laughs) and then inside the locker room we see Jimmy Jr. get pantsed um, he's only wearing his tidy whiteies so he doesn't like he's exposed to the locker room yeah. and Zeke laughs and says skid marks <laughs> and Jimmy Jr. says no there's stripes <laughs> Ew. and Zeke says smelly stripes <laughs> you stink so here's my PSA for everyone please wash your butt <laughs> yes it shouldn't be standard to leave poop stains on your underwear <laughs> as a practice like that's 
advice coming straight from us to you, us, yeah, <laughs> gentle listener. You. Wash your ass. <laughs> <laughs> so Tammy asks who that is, the other voice, and Tina says it's Zeke. And Tammy says, he's got some hyper in his diaper. <laughs> and that she like she'd like to see what that shin bone is connected to. <laughs> Before starting to chip away at the hole in the wall with a screwdriver she grabs out of a toolbox in the closet. So Tina's like, Tammy, stop. Like, someone's going to see us. And someone does. They have attracted the attention of Coach Blevins, um, who, like, kind of looks at him and is like, what's happening? And Tina says, hi, Coach Blevins. <laughs> Which, they really could have just, like, gotten up and left. They yeah. probably could have gotten away with it. But, whatever. So, Mr. or Coach Blevins gives them attention. And I feel like their parents really should have been called. But yeah. I don't think that they ever were. No. Or if I don't they think were so. Bob and Linda didn't say anything, which just seems extremely unrealistic, but it's fine. Now they have detention because they were peeping. Um so now we flash forward a little bit. Tina is sitting in detention with Tammy and she's groaning and she's upset she got detention. And Tammy tells her it's not a big deal and don't have a crap attack. <laughs> So then we hear Zeke commiserating with Jimmy Jr. as they are also walking in detention. And Zeke says, it sucks they gave detention for wrestling in the library. What is this, Nicaragua? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, I what don't does understand. that even mean? <laughs> I don't understand. It's fine. It's hilarious. Uh, so Tina, you know, perks up at this and she tells Tammy that those are Jimmy Jr. and Zeke, the feet from the locker room. And Tammy is into Zeke. She looks at him and she says, hmm, manimal. Her, all of the things that she says are so wild to me. I know. <laughs> I, like, love them, though. Me too. Um, and then she asks Tina to introduce her. Tammy puts on some lip gloss and then gives it to Tina, who also kind of, like, just puts it all over her mouth pretty clumsily. Um, yeah. <laughs> Tina obviously doesn't really ever wear lip gloss. And so Tina calls over to them. Uh, saying Zeke's name, like, in a very monotone way. She does this a lot. She'll be like, oh, hey, Jimmy Jr., Zeke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she introduces Tammy and tells him she's new at school. And Tammy does this weird kind of, like, little giggle thing, and she's like, hi, <laughs> what's up? And uh, Zeke says, my lug," <laughs> And spits a loogie up in the air and then catches it in his mouth. I like literally when he does that I like can't I like have to look away I can never like who would do it's so gross people do that though they do yeah I've seen people do that I don't know it's disgusting grossest thing I've ever heard in my life anyway (laughs) um, it's probably still on our law books did you know it's illegal to spit on the ground in Arizona is it really yeah because of the spread of tuberculosis Huh. And they just, like, it's one of those things of, like, from, like, 1839 or whatever that they just, just, like, never... (laughs) Never got rid of it. But, yeah, it's technically illegal to spit on the sidewalk here because of the spread of tuberculosis. What? That's crazy. I'm sure, like, you, like, would a cop, like, probably wouldn't arrest you for it, though. Oh, no. No, people spit on the ground all the time. It's disgusting (laughs) and I hate it, but that's, like... I used to have this book of, like, weird laws and... That was one of the ones for Arizona. Also, not being able to have a donkey in a bathtub was here, I think. Oddly specific. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I have to... So, not spinning because of the spread of tuberculosis, I can understand. But, like, laws are written because somebody did something. (laughs) Yeah. So, what happened (laughs) with a donkey? (laughs) 
I know. That's like it may be a disease thing too. Like, but why the like rabies or I don't know. Do donkeys get rabies? I don't (laughs) don't know, but you know what I mean. mean, Like, there's like some sort of a like cleanliness. Like, then like you take a bath if the donkey took a bath (laughs) in the (laughs) same tub. Then like you know, I don't know. I'm trying to like think about like what the justification would be. I don't know. I don't know. That's just so random. A weird little. Weird little thing. Anyways, yeah. Weird laws. They have, if anyone's ever really bored, like, you can just Google, like, weirdest laws in your state. And there's all these crazy laws from, like, back in, like, the 17, 1800s, ni- like, early 1900s, depending on what state you live in, you know, because that will inform when you became a state. But, um, yeah, there's some weird, there's some weird ones out there. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to have to do that later. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm curious. to know what uh, Connecticut's weirdest law is. Yeah. Anyways. So, uh, Zeke asked Tammy if she likes it. He calls her baby. He's like, oh, you like that baby? And she's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, Jimmy Jr. tells Zeke it was a nice loogie. And then Tina tries to spit one up, too, to impress Jimmy Jr. But she just kind of coughs and chokes on herself. She doesn't know how to do a loogie. (laughs) Which is fair. I don't either. I don't. Me neither. Anyways. uh, So, that afternoon, Tina comes back to the restaurant late due to detention uh linda asks where she's been and gene asks if she fell in something shiny on her lips tina still has the lip gloss on her so linda grabs tina's cheeks um so her lips kind of stick out and she swipes some of it off her face and tastes it saying strawberry and tina tells them through her little pinched cheeks that she got detention and this still i'm like why why weren't the parent like why I'm so confused. When I got detention in school, the couple times that it happened, like, my mom was called about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like they don't give after-school detention without, like, notifying parents. Yeah, because then you wouldn't know where your kid was. Right. But then also, like, you know. Tina, Jean, and Louise walk home together from school every day. So it's weird that, like, they didn't know about it either, because it seems like Tina would have had to tell them before they left or they would have been like hey it's strange that our sibling that we walk home with every day is not here we should perhaps find out what's going on before leaving (laughs) Uh, it's just weird to me yeah nobody the ball was dropped in many aspects (laughs) on this (laughs) notification maybe mr frond had the day off yeah mr frond is the one that always calls home about everything so i'm gonna say mr frond was on vacation there we go. <laughs> so everyone gets surprised that Tina has detention and Linda's like, I can't believe it. And Tina, who is already like picking up on Tammy's, you know, vernacular is like, it's no big deal. Don't have a crap attack. <laughs> and Linda gets really offended asking what she said. And Tina says it again, a little bit less sure of herself, but she's like, uh, crap attack. Don't have one. <laughs> and we get dramatic zooms. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Uh, so Linda's mad and she tells Tina, um, you know, don't tell me not to have a crap attack and I'll have one anytime I want. <laughs> and so Tina, or, and then she sends Tina to her room. And so Tina walks out and she's like, oh, this is such a snorgasm. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I love it. Using Tammy's words. And after Tina leaves the restaurant, Linda's like, what the hell was that about? And Louise asks, what is a crap attack? <laughs> and Bob says, I don't know. And Linda also doesn't know. She's like, don't look at me. And Bob and Louise are both like, you're the one that 
wanted to have one. You sent <laughs> Tina to her room for the, this. And Linda's like, I don't know what these kids are saying. <laughs> and Bob tells her not to have a crap attack. <laughs> so that night, Bob and Linda are in their room with Louise and Jean getting ready to go to cake. Linda says she can't believe that Tina got detention and she's turning into a teen, like a real one. And Louise tells her that they've lost Tina and they should focus on her good daughter, Jean. <laughs> and Jean's like, I'm pretty. <laughs> so Bob tells Linda that she might be overacting and, you know, Linda did have a crap attack. <laughs> but Linda says that Tina's supposed to babysit that night and can they even trust her? And Bob, who, like, sees an opportunity because he doesn't want to go to cake, is like, ooh, yeah, good point. Like, maybe we should stay home. <laughs> but Linda says, no, they are not skipping cake. Um, and they are going. And then we get probably one of the most well-known lines from Bob, which is him putting on his jacket and saying, okay, fine, but I'm going to complain the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I have seen that as a gif so many times and i have so used it as a response many yes. times um so we now switch to tina who is in her room and she's writing some detention like slash grease ish inspired erotic friend fiction about the detention experiences so in this erotic friend fiction jimmy jr tells tina she's the baddest girl in detention <laughs> and she's <laughs> tina says tell me about it stud <laughs> and jimmy jr kind of giggles and says i'm a stud and Zeke says, I'm an idiot. <laughs> and Tina says, I know, don't talk anymore. <laughs> I love that she has to write all of this dialogue down. I know. I know. And uh, so then she tells Tammy to spill a cup of water, and then she tells Jimmy Jr. to mop it up with his pants. And he starts, like, taking off his pants, and then that's where she is interrupted yet again <laughs> by Linda shouting her name. And they need to go over some ground rules for the night and Linda calls her Miss Mouthy. Um, so the rules are, and I love these rules, no boys, no parties, no summoning spirits or switching bodies and no filling the house with soap bubbles. <laughs> and so back to like where, you know, if a law was written, it's cause something happened. Yeah. <laughs> something happens uh -huh. <laughs> specifically probably for the soap bubbles, but I have to assume maybe they watched freaky Friday once and tried it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but hilarious set of ground rules so no boys no parties no summoning spirits or switching bodies and no filling the house with soap bubbles and linda asked tina if she hears her because tina was just like sitting on the couch and staring straight forward with the whole time linda was talking and uh tina gets sassy again she says i wear glasses not hearing aids mom <laughs> oh god so Linda tries to get sassy back and saying, well, I don't wear a hearing aid either. So I didn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> and like in the background of this exchange, Louise is kind of like reacting very hilariously in the background. Yes. If you ever go back and like watch it, pay attention to Louise's faces. because It's very funny. So immediately, like as soon as Bob and Linda shut the door, Tina pulls out a phone and she starts texting. And Louise asks Tina what she's doing with the emergency phone. And Tina says she's texting Tammy. And Jean says, that'll cost a fortune. We have a terrible data plan. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tina says that Tammy wants to come over. And Tina responded with a smiley face. And Tammy sent back some letters that Tina didn't understand. So she thinks Tammy is coming over. And Louise is like, is she or isn't she? I can't wait to hear. And then like fake falls asleep. 
because she's clearly not interested. So (laughs) Jean kind of like shakes her shoulder and tries to wake her up and screams. And then um, (laughs) Louise is really committing to the bit and her head falls forward into a bowl of chips. And Jean's (laughs) like, ah! (laughs) Ah. So now we cut to Bob and Linda who are at cake. The show starts with some rhythmic clapping and there's two guys playing patty cake on the stage. Bob is like, ugh. Um, But slowly... Some curtains are lifted and more and more cake members are revealed on risers. So now at this point, there's probably like a hundred people all <laughs> playing patty cake on risers and on the stage. And Bob is like, whoa, like he is now into it. <laughs> uh, and so in this scene, we see some of the background audience. Um, so we see what looks like the top of Colleen Caviello's head behind Linda. Um, Officer Cliffany is there. Still in uniform, so she must have just come from work. That I'd try it lady from the very first episode with the human flesh burgers. Like, she's in the audience. The husband part of the discount petting zoo couple um, is there. And then just some other familiar faces, but no one that's had, like, a storyline yet. So they filled out the audience with with some peeps we've seen before. Yeah, everybody's out. They want to see cake. They want to see cake. So then back at the Belcher residence, Tammy is hanging out with Tina in her room. Tammy says it's cute. And she picks up one of the horse figurines off of Tina's um, like dresser and says, oh, I used to have one like this, but I cut its mane off. And Tina's like, oh, I bet that looked really cool. I'm totally going to do that. But then she like whispers to the horse that she won't and puts her safely in the drawer. And Jean and Louise, who... Um, somehow finagled themselves into Tina's closet to spy without her noticing. So I'm guessing when Tina must have gone to let Tammy in, Jean and Louise put, went into Tina's closet. Whatever. Yeah. They So Louise says it's like watching two monkeys at the puberty zoo. <laughs> <laughs> and Jean comments on Tammy's appearance, asking what's wrong with her face and saying it looks like she needs a flu shot in her eyes because <laughs> of all of her makeup. <laughs> Tammy then notices all the composition books on Tina's desk and asks what they are. And Tina actually tells her and she says, oh, they're my erotic friend fiction. And so Tammy opens one and reads a section out loud, which is Tina reached towards Jimmy Jr.'s butt. Your lips say no, but your butt says yes. (laughs) And Tammy says it's hilarious. And Tina's like, well, it's not supposed to be hilarious. It's supposed to be erotic. (laughs) And says, you know, maybe you just don't understand it. And Tammy's like, no, I understand it, and I'm into it, but don't ever let Jimmy Jr. see it, because he'd be really weirded out, and he'd probably never talk to you again. And Tina, I guess, has never considered this before, because she's like, really? And, you know, Tammy's a little shit, but this is actually pretty decent advice in the sense that, like, if you are gaining inspiration from people that you know in real life and circumstances that have happened in real life for, like, erotic fiction... And you're using that and writing about it and using their actual names and you don't have, like, their permission to do so. Maybe don't share it with them. Yeah. <laughs> I would say that's pretty, uh... Or, like, publish it anywhere. Yeah. Like, I know... for your eyes only. <laughs> right. Like, I know people, like, I know that's a whole, like, genre is, like, erotic fiction. And people probably take inspiration from the people that they know in their life for, like, characters, maybe. But, like... If you're planning on publishing that anywhere, maybe don't use their real name. Yeah. Don't use their legal name. Give them a pseudonym. Change a couple things about their appearance. You know. Anyways. 
Uh, so Tammy then notices there's a little drawing of Jimmy Jr.'s butt in the notebook and starts laughing, and then she gives a little toot while she's laughing. Um, and inside the closet, Jean asks what just happened, and Louise says she thinks Tammy laugh farted. And Tina tells her it smells, and Tammy, um, <laughs> fully gaslighting, says, I didn't fart, you did. <laughs> Oh and Tina God. just kind of accepts it. She's like, oh, okay, <laughs> sure. And Jean in the closet is like, if you're going to be loud, you got to be proud. <laughs> so we see that uh, Tammy gives little toots when she laughs. Important plot point for later. Uh, so Tammy says that since Tina is so good at writing, she should text Zeke and Jimmy Jr. and invite them over because she needs a Zeke peek. <laughs> and Tina says she's not allowed to have boys over. Um, but Tammy convinces her, saying it'll bring her friend fiction to life. Ooh. And then just kind of says, do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> and then Tina relents. Um, so Tina says she'll text them and tell them to get their butts over there and then ask what the emoticon for a butt is, which is apparently the number three. So she <laughs> sends two threes for their butts. <laughs> And inside the closet, Louise says she hopes Jean has a jar to pee in because they'll be there a while. And Jean does not have a jar, but he has Tina's rain boot. And Louise says, okay, I'll take the other one. So it is now a plan. Tina is inviting Zeke and Jimmy Jr. over as well. Um, so now we flash back to Cake. The performance is going strong. The performers are now walking like through the aisle in the audience and like also slapping their hands. And Bob, like, leans over Linda, like, pushes her out of the way so that he can get some slaps in. Like, he is clearly having a real good time, and Linda is not. Um, so then we go back to the Belcher residence. Tina and Tammy are sitting in Tina's room with Jimmy Jr. and Zeke. Tammy has styled Tina's hair into the half ponytail like her. And I think her shirt is also kind of pulled, so, like, one of her shoulders is exposed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And Tina asks Jimmy Jr. if she looks just like Tammy and then says, this is Tina talking, by the way, not Tammy. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and Jimmy Jr. says he knows who she is and she doesn't look like Tammy. And then Zeke <laughs> says, when I'm 14, I'm going to shave my head bald. <laughs> just needs to be included. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And then Tammy says, oh, do you guys want to play truth or dare? Great. Okay. I dare us all to drink this. And she pulls out a bottle of margarita mix and Zeke is excited and calls it the heavy stuff. And Tina says it's her mom's. And Tammy says, yeah, I know. I took a little booze cruise through your living room. <laughs> um, and just FYI, like they, they allude, they say this explicitly in the show, but margarita mix um, just by itself is usually just a blend of like lime juice and sugar and salt and sweet and sour and you know whatever um but if you buy the ready to drink mix then you'll have alcohol in it so margarita mix is like the idea is that you can just pour it in a cup and then pour some tequila in and then you have right. a margarita but yeah unless you buy the ready to drink it's not going to be alcoholic it's just going to be really sugary yeah like it's like a ju like a super, sugary juice super sugary mix. limeade basically yeah <laughs> um so in the closet gene asks like Asked Louise, like, does that even have alcohol in it? And Linda says, or and Louise says, no. And Mom uses it to fill the hummingbird feeder. Um, and then also, don't do this, please. Hummingbirds um, need to really like if you are giving 
hummingbirds food with a hummingbird feeder it really only needs to be like the nectar that you can buy at like a pet store or sugar water which is just one part white sugar to four parts water if you give them other stuff or any natural sweeteners like honey or like agave it can cause a infection on their tongues and then they can't put their tongues back in their bodies and they end up starving to death so if you have hummingbird feeders please don't take inspiration from bob's burgers and use margarita (laughs) mix because it will really harm and or kill the hummingbirds in your neighborhood so psa important announcement yeah (laughs) yeah my grandma has a lot of hummingbird feeders so i care about this Uh, So Tammy then takes a swig out of the mix and immediately says, oh, my God, I totally feel it. (laughs) I love it. I love this so much. And then Zeke and Jimmy Jr. join her in drinking. And then Zeke says to kick on some tunes. And he turns the radio on, Tina's nightstand on, um, because he wants to hear some FM, baby. (laughs) So Zeke starts dancing, kind of like, slapping his butt in Tammy's direction and she goes you're disgusting Woo! <laughs> and <laughs> then she starts dancing and Jimmy Jr. starts dancing and Tammy's like I can't stop and Jimmy Jr. is like I'm dancing baby so everyone's having a really good time thinking that they are somehow drunk immediately from Margarita Mix <laughs> Um, But unfortunately, Jimmy Jr. knocks over one of Tina's horse figurines, her porcelain horse, porcelain, um, (laughs) with the margarita mix bottle, which he was holding while he was kind of dancing. And it crashes to the floor and it breaks. And so Zeke makes a joke about how they need to shoot it because its leg is broken. (laughs) And Jimmy Jr. apologizes to porcelain. And all of this kind of prompts Tina to shut everything down. And she's like, oh, okay, hey, guys, we should switch into after-party mode. And then, like, a second later, it's like, oh, okay, after-party's over. Like, time to go home. <laughs> and Tammy's mad. And she's like, we were just starting to have fun. Um, but Zeke is like, no, it's okay. I got to go anyway. My dad's girlfriend just had a baby, and she's nursing, and I want to check that stuff out. <laughs> and Jimmy Jr. says, oh, I'll check it out with you, Zeke. And so Tina's like, cool, I'll walk everyone out. So Tammy says, so lame, and goes to grab her backpack, which was on Tina's desk. And when she grabs her bag, she also makes some shifty eyes at Tina's erotic friend fiction notebook, which, as we will learn, she does take so that she can blackmail Tina. So not a good friend. So now leaving, Tammy is walking out and she says, later, square bear. And Tina, you know, lets out a sigh of relief. But this is short-lived because Jean and Louise appear at the top of the stairs holding Tina's rain boots. And Louise says, Tina, Tina, Tina. And Jean says, or should we say Margaritina? <laughs> <laughs> so Tina asks them, you know, please don't tell mom and dad. And they say, fine, but it's going to cost you. Uh, <laughs> and Jean says, $10,000. <laughs> And then Louise says, no, you need to do our chores for a month. And Jean is like, oh, that's a better idea. And so Tina's first chore is to rinse all the pee out of the boots that they are holding. And Jean says his needs plunging, <laughs> which I feel like if Jean pooped while he was in the closet, they would have noticed the smell. Yeah. But maybe he doesn't have smelly poops. <laughs> Who knows? A mystery. 
So, fast forward, Tina's washing the boots at the sink in the kitchen while Louise and Jean are lounging at the kitchen table. Um, and Bob and Linda come in saying, we're back. Um, and Tina puts the boot that she was washing on the dish rack to dry over a cup that was there. Like, she used a cup to, like, prop up this rain boot. So, I really hope the boot was clean. <laughs> Otherwise, it was drying onto a clean cup in the dish rack. Uh, so, Tina asks them how cake was. And Linda says, nah. But Bob is like, loved it. Um, <laughs> and we see that Bob is also now wearing some official cake merch, uh, which is a black shirt with the word cake on it. And the C and the E are on top of two hands. So, makes sense. So Linda says that it made her really hungry and now she's craving cake. <laughs> and uh, Bob asks the kids who wants to cake with him, which is patty caking. And Jean says, no thanks ever. Uh, so Linda notices Tina has changed her hairstyle. She still has her like half ponytail and her shirt kind of shifted. And um, she comments on it and starts poking around in the fridge and Louise says maybe her hair changed her. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, but Linda doesn't seem to hear that line. And instead is like, oh, we don't have anything sweet in here. Maybe I'll have a drink instead. Um, and Tina shouts no with a dramatic zoom and some music and run towards Linda to block her way with her body. And Linda gets offended, asking, what's gotten into you, little Miss Mommy Can't Drink? <laughs> and Bob is like, well, you did hit your Sambucas pretty hard during the intermission. <laughs> and Linda's like, if they didn't want you to pound them, they'd give you more than 10 minutes. <laughs> but, like, that's under the assumption that they would let people buy drinks at intermission and then not bring them back into the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So Louise says, oh, mom, you are drunk because you're yelling. And Linda kind of quiets herself down to say, I'm talking normal. I'm talking <laughs> normal. It's like, I remember, not to derail us, but I remember watching this episode for the first time. And I like laughed out loud so hard at that because it's like, we all do that. I feel like, you know, oh, fully. but just the way, like just the way with the accent and everything, I'm talking normal. It <laughs> just... It's one of my, like, I think of the entire show, like, one of my favorite <laughs> lines. <laughs> well, she hits it. She follows up immediately with another amazing line, which is, Mommy yes. doesn't get drunk. She just has fun. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Before asking where the crackers are, she, like, reaches in the cabinet. She's like, crackers, crackers, you come into bed with me. <laughs> so, Drunk Linda is fun. Yes. I'm talking normal talking normal <laughs> uh so the next day at school tammy tracks down tina and shut uh, and says that she talked to zeke and jimmy jr and she talked them into cutting class and going to the mall and tina should come because she crapped out the previous night and owes her Ugh, such bad peer pressure i know and tina says she doesn't want to cut but tammy says she thought that tina might be like this and then shows tina that she stole her erotic friend fiction the night before um, and just like a fun little background, like detail. That's fun. When Tammy comes up to Tina, she is, um, she like walks up to Tina behind her locker while Tina's locker is open. And we see that Tina has, a a mirror inside her locker that has like a pink frame that says total babe. <laughs> Which I love. I love And one. I like uh, such a, I only ever went to one school that had like the classic like metal lockers. 
and I remember I was so excited when I got like a, a magnetic mirror to like mm-hmm. decorate my locker. Like decorating lockers was a thing. Oh my god, totally. So cute. or then like I don't know if they would do like you guys would do this um in your school, but then like on your birthday, like your friends would decorate your locker for you. Yes. And like put like cute little like put little streamers like, on your cards locker. or like a balloon or yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I remember passing notes by like putting stuff in the yes slats, like in, in the, the little locker. slots oh my god i love it <sighs> so memories <laughs> just like a really cute little detail that's like very realistic so yes we eventually see later that tina has like a picture of jimmy jr taped inside her locker too i don't think that's there for this but we do see the mirror that says total babe which is true total babe love it uh, so Tammy says that if Tina doesn't stop acting like a prudabega and come to the mall, she'll give the notebook to Jimmy Jr. And Tina's confused because I, she's so sweet. I don't think she realizes she's being blackmailed. She's never had someone be such an asshole to her before. No. And she's like, but you told me that if he ever saw it, he wouldn't speak to me again. And Tammy's like, yes, like it's called a threat. <laughs> <laughs> And Tina says, you know, she thought they were friends. And Tammy's like, yeah, we are, which is why I'm making you come on a double date with me, which involves cutting class. And then tells Tina not to be a boob punch before saying, like, you know, let's fix you up. And uh, when Tammy says boob punch, she actually does do a light little, like, boob punch on (laughs) Tina. (laughs) So... We now cut to the bathroom. Tammy has given Tina a makeover to have the same hair, um, a little side pony, some pink lips, uh, some blush, and then her shirt pulled to expose the one shoulder. And Tammy says, hello, Glamsterdam, when they leave the bathroom. Um, But once... (laughs) And then once Tina steps out, Tammy says, all right, we're ready to go to the mall. But Andy and Ollie see them stepping out of the bathroom and scream, bathroom clowns! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so now at the mall, Tammy asks, is the mall so much better than being at school? And Jimmy Jr. and Zeke pretty enthusiastically agree. And Tima, Tima, (laughs) Tina's just kind of like, oh, I guess. So the mall that we see from the outside is, uh, called OMG mall. (laughs) Um, and then in the background inside the mall, we see the stores fudge and stuff accurate calendars which <laughs> i'm gonna say is where bob bought the calendars when he was shopping for santa and the nice capades yes uh one that ends with the word advisor as well um and then when the kids start walking we see one that ends with you've got baggage so i don't know what the beginning of that is but it looks like a suitcase store yeah and then a very boringly named finely chopped salads <laughs> boo so Tammy asks what Jimmy Jr. thinks of Tina's new look, calling it trash-tastic, and he agrees and says, sort of. <laughs> um, and so then the kids walk by a piercing booth and they get excited. And Zeke asks if they do nips or scrotes. Tammy says that she and Tina should get their tongues pierced. And Tina says she doesn't want to do that. And Tammy says, yes, she does, while pulling out the erotic friend fiction out of her backpack. So just fully blackmailing her. Such an asshole. And then uh, Tina, again, though, is like, I really don't want to do that. And Tammy goes, Jimmy Jr., you can read, right? (laughs) And Zeke calls him Mr. School. Um, But this finally works. This not at all remotely thinly veiled threat. Just a full on threat. And and Tina says, okay. And she goes along with Tammy. Um, So the piercing booth itself is called Pokey Piercings. 
and like the sign on the sh the shop has like three hoop earrings on the left side and like a gauge piercing on the right. The sign itself isn't an ear. It's just like this, the rectangle yeah. sign was pierced. Um, and then the employee in the booth is studying because they're reading an MCAT book. So I would love to see this person again. Are they a doctor I know, now? I know. I know. Is this secretly the doctor that messed up Bob's stitches? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, so Tina tells Tammy she only has $3 and a coupon for the restaurant. So Tammy takes it out of her hand and gives it to the employee, asking what they can get for it. Um, and they say they can give Tina and Tammy temporary tattoos. And Tammy gets excited. She's like, ooh, temp tramp stamps. And then um, another couple background stores, uh, socks it to me, hat erosexual. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. I and know. then uh, Mrs. Cookie Lady. <laughs> uh, so now at the restaurant, we see Jean and Louise sitting at a booth and they're spraying down and like cleaning the menus. Louise asks where Tina is because she should be doing it. And Jean says he's tired of being hurt by her. <laughs> so Tina has apparently cut classes like through the end of the day because the kids are back at the restaurant now. Um, so at the counter, Bob, Bob, <laughs> at the counter, Bob seems to have been showing Teddy cake because Teddy says it's just a bunch of grownups playing patty cake and he doesn't get it. And Bob is like, well, then you don't get me. <laughs> and Linda says that Bob has been slapping everything since they got back from the show. And Bob gets annoyed and he says, no, I wasn't slapping. I was caking. And you should know because you were there. And Linda's like, no, I don't know. I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love. I love, like, this just, like, has fully become, like, his total personality now. Yes, He's, like, 100%. into this, like, lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Bob, you know, presses on asking Linda if she wants to cake with him. Um, but she says no because her hands still hurt. And then asks Teddy, who says no thank you, but gets peer pressured into it because Bob is like, I just want to cake with somebody. <laughs> and so Teddy like raises his hands up and Bob starts, you know, patty caking with them, slapping them, whatever. And Teddy is like, ow. And he says he doesn't like it. And Bob is like, keep your hands up. <laughs> and <laughs> poor so Teddy, I feel so bad. I know. Teddy's like, I don't like it. Ow. Like, please stop. And he's like kind of crying a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> And Bob is like, keep your hands up, Teddy. And Linda's like, Bob, you're scaring Teddy. He's crying. <laughs> and Teddy's like, this isn't fun for everyone, Bob. <laughs> oh, poor Teddy. Uh, so now the bell on the top. Oh, my God. The bell on the top <laughs> of the door chimes uh, for the restaurant. And Tina's home. And Linda tells her that she's late and asks if she got detention again. And Tina says, no, she's just late. And Linda asks what all the goop on Tina's face is and why she's showing so much skin. Um, <laughs> but Tina just sighs and, like, goes to sit at the booth with Louise and Jean, immediately knocking over the spray bottle they were using to clean the menus, which causes her to sigh and lean down to pick it up, exposing her temp tramp stamp, which is a dinosaur. <laughs> which I love. <laughs> so we get a dramatic zoom on the tattoo and, like, a dinosaur screech sound effect. And Jean asks, is that a dinosaur over your tar pit? <laughs> <laughs> and Louise passes Tita the stack of menus that still need to be cleaned. Um, I don't know what kind of dinosaur it is. It kind of looks like a cartoony brontosaurus, but... Yeah, that's what I always assume. Like, it's, yeah. it's definitely, like, you know, some sort of creature, like, 
with like a like a goofy like smile on its face or yeah. whatever. Yeah, it's very cartoon. <laughs> so it's cute. It's very yeah, cute. Yeah, it is cute. Um, so Tina like doesn't want to clean the menus, but Louise threatens her with telling their parents about Tina's margarita. Oh my god, margarita party and her new tat. Uh, so <laughs> Tina's like, fine, I'll do it. And then Jean tells her to also clean his litter box, but not to tell mom and dad that they have or that he has a litter box. Um, so first, this never gets brought up again. I would love to know why there was a litter box. Does he have a yeah. cat? What's happening? Uh, second, I feel bad for Tina. Like, she's getting blackmailed at school and at home. She's having a rough yeah. time right now. Everyone's taking advantage. I know. She's so nice. She's too yeah. nice. Um, and so... Uh, we then get a montage of kind of everything that Tina's being forced to do, either by her siblings or by Tammy. So the scenes in the montage are as follows. Uh, Tina making Jean's bed, and as soon as she makes it, he jumps on it and messes it up. Um, getting pulled into the movie Never Ending Gory instead of Dog <laughs> Prom with Tammy, Zeke, and Jimmy Jr. Shoplifting lip balm um, because Tammy puts it in her pocket uh, Tina tries to leave money for it on the counter, but Tammy runs back and takes the money off the <laughs> counter. So Tina was like really forced to shoplift. Um, and then at home vacuuming the living room while Louise rides on the vacuum. And um, during this whole scene, Tina has maintained the Tammy style makeover. And so this is the part of the episode where um we see the couch slash cold sign um, when Tina's shoplifting that lip balm. So now a little bit, you know, a little bit of time has passed and in the bathroom at school, Tammy tracks down Tina and says that they are going to meet Jimmy Jr. and Zeke at the park that night and that she told them that Tina would bring margaritas. And Tina says she can't, but Tammy gives a really frustrated groan and says like, you know, can't you tell that Jimmy Jr. likes this new you? Like, why do you keep fighting it? And then says she wishes she didn't have to force Tina to have fun. Like, <laughs> Tina's very clearly not having fun. This is killing no. her. This is very yeah. much killing her. Yeah. Um, so then Tammy suggests losing the glasses and takes them off of Tina's face because they make her face look like math class, which Tina says thank you to. And then Tammy's like, no, math class is bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, and when she takes them off, we get kind of a stressed out, like, musical note. And everything goes blurry, obviously, because Tina needs her glasses to see. And uh, Tammy says, oh, that's so much better, right? And Tina says, yeah, in kind of like a really defeated voice. Um, but with her glasses off, we see that Tina also has the bright blue eyeshadow and some mascara. So Tammy really did give Tina like the full makeover. We just weren't able to see the eye part of it until now. Uh, so that evening, um, it's dark in the house, so it's after everyone's gone to bed. And we see Tina kind of feeling her way through the living room toward where Bob and Linda keep the liquor. She still doesn't have her glasses on. And Tina successfully grabs the bottle of margarita mix out of all of the other various bottles, so that's impressive. Um, but without her glasses, she stumbles because um, she can't see. And she falls and she breaks the bottle of margarita mix on the carpet and it shatters. And the emergency phone that she must have had in the pocket of her skirt also flies out and we see it on the other side of her. 
So this is interesting because most of the margarita mix I've seen is in plastic. So this is fancy yeah. mix. Yes, <laughs> very fancy. <laughs> um, but the sound of the bottle breaking makes Bob and Linda come out of the room thinking someone broke in. Bob is holding a bat and Linda has a hairdryer. <laughs> and she's holding it like a gun. Um, but when they open the door, they hit Tina with it because she fell down like flat when she tripped. And they're both like, Tina. Um, and Bob asks, what the hell's going on? And Tina says, I wasn't sneaking out. <laughs> <laughs> um, while looking forward and then Linda, you know, tells her to try again, kind of making noises like, woohoo, look over here. Um, and then asks what happened to her glasses and where she was going with the margarita mix. And Tina says she was just going to meet some people at the park. And Bob is like, what? And the emergency phone starts buzzing and Linda picks it up and reads the text that says, where are you? And then says, who the hell is texting the emergency phone? Um, and we see a snippet of Tammy's number on the screen. I know they always make up numbers, but it's 555-3541. I love that all made-up numbers have 555. Yeah. Big fan. Uh, so Tina tells her that it's Tammy and that she needs to text her back or Tammy will be really mad. And Linda says that Tina may not text her back or anyone. And then Tina calls Linda a boob punch. <laughs> and Bob says that, uh, you know, Tina, your mother is not being a boob punch and you're grounded. And Tina kind of sighs and walks away. So, not great. Not a great time for anybody involved. Uh, so then the phone buzzes again, and Linda reads it and says, Your three is grass. <laughs> and she's like, I don't get it. And Bob is like, Oh, your ass is grass. While kind of <laughs> smiling. <laughs> and Linda's like, It's not funny. And Bob is like, I didn't think it was funny. I just said I figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so now we have a, a slight time jump. Tina's in her room. She's sitting on her bed. And she hears rocks being thrown at her window. She gets up and puts her glasses on. Which, I don't know why she didn't do that when she was trying to sneak out. But whatever. Like, I'm not saying she should sneak out. Not condoning that. But, like, if she was going to do it, like, why didn't... Like, did she want to get caught? Wonder if she I know. I, that always, like, was funny to me too that like she unless she's just like trying to adopt this like new persona like she did the whole time that like she you know like in that montage like she still has like the makeover going you yeah. know so she's just like committing to like to be cool or whatever like this is what I have to do even when no one is looking even at me when no one's looking. <laughs> yeah know? very possible um so tina opens the window and we see tammy who is in the alley and she asked tina why she didn't go to the park and it made her look like an idiot made tammy look like an idiot to be clear and tina apologizes and says she got grounded and tammy tells her that it wrecked her chances with zeke and tina says that's probably good because zeke is gross <laughs> but tammy's like i don't feel that way <laughs> <laughs> and tina asked tammy to please not give her journal to jimmy jr and tammy says she won't which Tina is initially kind of relieved to hear. But then Tammy continues and says she's going to read her freak fiction out loud to everyone tomorrow during lunch. And Tina's like, no, you can't do that. It includes material that's not suitable for all ages. <laughs> and oh, she's so sweet. I know. And Tammy says, you know, don't worry because no one's going to hear all the nasty details over the judgmental laughter. <sighs> and then says, you're going down, Tina, when she's walking away. So, ugh feel so bad my goodness so the next morning linda goes into tina's bedroom and tells her to get up because she might be grounded but she still has to go to school and tina says she can't go because she has a fever and then she has um tina has put like a meat thermometer in her <laughs> mouth which um 
Linda takes out and says, it says you're done if you're a pork loin. Um, <laughs> so just like a, a fun cooking fact, this like the safe temp for pork is 145 degrees. <laughs> um, but like if Tina got the thermometer to read 145 degrees and then put it in her mouth, that's like 145 degrees in Tina's mouth. I just, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Anyways. So Louise is like, meat thermometer. What are you new here? Uh, <laughs> and Linda's like, listen, you have to go to school. And she calls her little piggy. She's like, come on, little piggy, go to school. Cause the pork loin. <laughs> um, and Tina says she can't. And after some pressing with, Tina just continuing to say she can't and Linda asking why she finally confesses and says it's because Tammy stole her erotic friend fiction and she's going to read it out loud during lunch and everyone's going to laugh and think she's a freak, especially Jimmy Jr. And then she starts crying. Hmm. I know. Um, And so Linda kind of, you know, it clicks for her and she's like, is that why you've been acting out so much? And Tina says, yes. And she's being blackmailed. And Jean and Louise are immediately upset. Jean's like, no one blackmails our sister but us. And Louise is like, yeah, messing with Tina is a privilege, not a right. And I <laughs> love that. I mean, I know that they also have been blackmailing Tina, but they, like, they're so right or die. This whole family is so right yeah. or die. I love mm-hmm. it. Um, so Linda asks Jean and Louise to get out so she can talk to Tina in private. And then they do. And uh, Linda tells Tina that Tammy can't embarrass her. The only one that can do that is herself and that she's a creative, imaginative girl and she should just be herself. And Tammy can go sit in syrup and let the bees get her. (laughs) And Tina asks, what about Jimmy Jr.? And Linda's like, well, he's into dancing. So he probably likes artsy fartsy girls like you. Um, And this works. This tap top works. Uh, Tina says that Linda's right. um, That she's got nothing to be embarrassed about. And that she's going to write the most erotic, graphic, freakiest friend fiction ever and read it to the whole school herself. And Linda agrees with all of this. She's like, yeah. <laughs> and then she like gives Tina a little hug and sings, my little baby's back, my teeny Tina. <laughs> uh, so super solid advice right up until um, the very end. <laughs> yeah, the very end. Otherwise, great. A plus Linda un- until the very end. Um, so now we uh, flash to school. Louise and Jean are watching Tammy in the hall while she's at her locker. Um, like, and she's like kind of touching up her makeup. And Louise is like, oh, put on that pretty, pretty lipstick and then kiss your ass goodbye with it. <laughs> and Jean agrees and says that unless she lived inside their mom, she can't mess with Tina. And then says another one of my absolute favorite lines. We're belchers from the womb to the tomb. <laughs> I love that. Um, so Louise says they need to get Tammy's backpack and steal the journal back um, just as Andy and Ollie walk by. And it turns out that Andy has the same backpack as Tammy. So Louise asks Andy if she can take his backpack on a walk and they'll be back in two minutes. And Ollie says his backpack will miss Andy's backpack. But Andy says, it's okay. We're going to get through it. <laughs> um, so we now see the plan to steal the journal back. Um Jean, who had been eating a brownie and wearing a sash made out of toilet paper that said security, <laughs> bumps into Tammy and says he has to frisk her for weapons. And uh, he gets brownie all over her shirt and arms because he had been eating a brownie right beforehand. And she gets annoyed and she's like, Ugh, you got brownie all over me and then leaves to go to the bathroom. And then in the bathroom, Louise comes out of one of the stalls holding Andy's backpack 
putting it down next to Tammy's and making small talk while she's washing her hands. Um, Louise says, ooh, yikes, try some club soda. And Tammy's like, oh, thanks so much. Was I talking to you? <laughs> uh, and then Louise grabs Tammy's backpack off the ground and makes her way out. Um, when she's like, oh, I guess you didn't. <sighs> and then as soon no. as she gets out of the door, says, sucker. Um, and then... Outside the bathroom, um, she, like, reaches into the backpack. She gives Jean the journal. Um, and then Jean says, it's time to go to the cafeteria and save Tina and get another Browie. <laughs> so back at the restaurant, Linda and Bob are talking, and he's caking with a pair of gloves that he, like, put onto two ketchup bottles. So they would, like, <laughs> be hands that stood up. And Linda's, like, going through receipts. And Linda tells Bob that, you know... Tammy threatened to read Tina's private writing in front of the whole school. Um, but they had a talk and the Tina's feeling better. And Bob asks what Linda told her. And Linda gives kind of a short little recap saying that she said, Tina is very creative and not to be embarrassed no matter what, which Bob agrees is good advice. And then that Tina had a great idea um, to read her erotic friend fiction out loud to the whole class herself. Uh, which Bob does not think is a great idea. <laughs> and then Linda kind of starts to doubt herself when Bob questions it. And they slowly start saying it together. Uh, read erotic friend fiction out loud at school. And Linda's like, oh my God, what have I done? <laughs> and Bob is like, okay, I'll drive. <laughs> so they are leaving the restaurant. They're closing. They're going to the school to save Tina. So now in the cafeteria, we finally see Mr. Frond. So where has he been? And he has a microphone and says it's time for announcements and that the first one is from a new student, Tammy Larson. And I have never been to a school that has like lunchtime announcements that are like an open mic style. That's weird. No. <laughs> open mic. Yeah, I, I know. I always thought that was weird too. Like what, like what would anybody possibly say? Like, right, oh, like, this, like the blah, blah, blah club is coming. You know what I mean? Like, I guess like that's stuff like that probably maybe, would but... it be used for, but like clearly yeah. nothing, none of the things that they announce are cleared by Mr. Fron because he has no idea what Tammy's going to do. Tina no. steals the mic, but that's unrelated. But then like in the Thanksgiving episode um, with the musical and Gene and Peter Pescadero start singing about the girls club. And oh, Peter's yeah, like, yeah. I don't have a vagina. Yeah. <laughs> stop trying to... And Mr. Fron is like, up, 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 up. like, yeah, so yeah, clearly yeah. he doesn't, he doesn't know no, what's going to be said. Not gonna, it's just like yeah, an previewed. open platform for kids to announce things on a microphone to the entire school at lunch. I don't get it. It's fine. Anyways. <laughs> so Tammy walks up to the mic and she's like, oh, I'd like to present to you and reaches into the backpack. But instead of grabbing the journal, she grabs a framed photo of Andy and Ollie wearing one large sweater together. <laughs> she's like, what the hell? <laughs> And then we cut to Andy and Ollie, and Andy's reaching into his backpack and saying, cool, mom packed tampons for lunch. <laughs> and Ollie's like, share. And there's like so many, too. So It's like many. such a large it's handful. It's a handful. It's, it's a like 10 handful. at least tampons. <laughs> She's like prepared. She's very prepared, as you should be. When you're that yes. age, your yes, periods that are so random. They're not regular when they're first starting. You like you don't always have a month between them. So I get it. I do get yeah. the preparation. Anyways. Uh, so then Tina comes up to the mic and she's like, okay, well, I have an announcement. It's an erotic friend fiction story that I just wrote. And that, um, you know, she hopes everyone likes it because they're all in it. And it's called <laughs> Buttloose. 
<laughs> and Tammy says, oh, this is even better. <laughs> so Jean and Louise run into the cafeteria, shouting Tina's name and saying that they got her journal back from her best friend slash enemy. But Tina's like, no, I don't need it anymore. And she starts reading. Um, and Louise is like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, so the first line of this amazing erotic friend fiction, Buttloose, is it was lunchtime at Wagstaff. Touching butts had been banned by the horrible headmaster Frond. So already I am in. I am yes. here for it. Where is Paramount? Let's make this a movie. Right. Uh, I love so it. So then Tina continues. We hear more of the story. Uh, she, she says, Tina Belcher appeared in the doorway and that she knew what she had to do. She grabbed Jimmy Jr.'s butt and changed the world. <laughs> And Mr. Fraud now tries to take the mic away from Tina, but Tina, like, starts walking away and continues. Everyone began to touch each other's butts. Omar touched Jocelyn's. Chad the zombie touched the butt of that girl with the frosted hair from my art class, whose name I think starts with... Er, whose name I think is Christy. And, like, when she walks by, the girl's like, it's Katie and ew. <laughs> Which is fair. <laughs> <laughs> and then the horrible headmaster Fraud touched Miss Jacobson's butt. Um... Which, when we flash back to reality, like, Mr. Fraun and Miss Jacobson were, like, chasing Tina next to each other. So they, like, kind of stopped to be like, uh. Yeah. Um, and uh, then Tina finishes the story and she says, um, you know, everyone touched each other's butts and it was great. And Tammy came up to Tina and said sorry. And then I forgave her and suggested that they go to the movies next week. So, yeah, that's the story. Everyone touches each other's butts. Tammy apologizes, they make up, they go to the movies, or they make a plan to go to the movies. Um, and so during this story, we do see, like, the visuals of, of what's happening. So the this is how this is how butt loose goes down. So everything <laughs> is in black and white. Everyone's eating in the cafeteria. Everything's in black and white. And uh, <laughs> Mr. Frond is in, like, I don't even really know how to describe it. Just a very interesting uniform. Um, and then Tina enters, and she's in color. She has long hair. She's wearing a very 80s outfit, which is like a pink one piece and leg warmers and a headband. Um, Mr. Frond has like big posters of himself watching all the kids in the cafeteria. So it's very 1984 vibes. Um, and then when she touches Jimmy Jr.'s butt, the color starts to spread and funky music plays and like as the students touch each other's butts in the pair she says they start smiling and there's more color and then when mr fron touches mrs jacobson's butt she touches his too and he like does this little lean back and puts his legs in the air <laughs> it's very interesting anyways but touching butts restores color and happiness to the world is yes. basically the visuals <laughs> that she's going for uh so after tina's done Bob and Linda run in and Linda's like, Hey Tina, like don't read your friend fiction. And Tina's like, well, I just finished. And then Tammy little shit shouts, you're a freak at Tina and starts laughing. And then the rest of the cafeteria joins in and also starts laughing, but thankfully not for very long because Tammy farts and the laughing kind of stutters. And then Louise points at Tammy and says, Tammy farted. And then Jean says, oh, my God, my ears can smell it. And then starts a chant of laugh fart. And then Zeke says, Tammy made a blammy. And so the crowd now has shifted to laughing at Tammy. Um, and she starts running away. 
still farting like as she runs and saying ow that one hurt after like one of her farts <laughs> so tina then asks um looks up at her parents and asks why they're there and linda says she realized that reading the friend fiction in front of everyone might not have been the best idea but tina thinks it turned out okay um but everyone says no, and <laughs> Linda says she's going to regret it for the rest of her life. <laughs> and then Bob comments on the farts. He's like, wow, she really, really smells in here. Um, so then Jimmy Jr. walks up and asks Tina if the Jimmy Jr. in her story was supposed to be him. And Tina says, well, it's a pretty common name. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love. <laughs> like, no, it is not. No, no, it is not at all. I love it so much. Um, but then Jimmy Jr. says it was a cool story, and Tina thanks him. So weirdly, Linda was kind of right. Yeah. That Jimmy Jr. He would be into it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so then Mr. Fraun walks up to them and starts to ask what all that was about and then notices Bob's cake shirt and then asks if he's a patty daddy. <laughs> and it turns out that cake. Mr. Fraun also loves cake and asks if Bob wants to cake with him. And uh, <laughs> Bob, like, initially tries to be like, no, 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 I'm not that big of a fan. But then, like, gets over it because he's really enjoying caking with Mr. Fraun. Both of them are kind of making these little grunts, and they're like, ah, more, low, down, high, like, while they're Yeah. <laughs> and Louise, um, you know, looks at them and says they need to take it outside, and so they start walking, while caking out of the cafeteria. Uh, Tina makes a final comment um, of having your parents at school. There's nothing more embarrassing than that. <laughs> and then we get the end credits. So the song is a variation of the regular theme song with some clapping. And we see that the animation is in black and white with just Bob and Louise working in the kitchen. And then Tina in the same outfit as the story, the like pink one piece with the leg warmers and stuff runs by not grabbing any butts, just runs by. And then like, as she runs by the kitchen and Bob and Louise change into color. And then we see Linda come up to the window also in black and white. And then a moment later, she also changes to color. Um, and then that is the episode. That is season two, episode eight, Bad Tina. Nice job. Woo. Nicely done. <laughs> yeah, when Such they, a good one. It's a really good one. But I will say when, uh, you know, from our perspective, when they don't have a flashback that you have to keep bringing in, it really does make it a little bit easier for continuity purposes to keep talking. Yes. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so. Because the whole thing is like pretty lint like the whole story is just like a linear yeah the only like we're just watching it are, unfold you know what i mean right the only time we jump back and forth is like during the cake concert when we see we go back and forth between home and bob and linda at cake so yes yeah it didn't feel as chaotic all right nicely done yes uh, so good I what were so uh, what were some of your favorite moments i know we kind of talked about it during the episode but yeah what what were some of your favorite lines or moments um, I mean, I love everything Tammy says, like crap attack, don't be a boob punch. <laughs> it's just so funny. Like they're so like oddly specific, but like you get exactly what she means, yeah, no, you I know? <laughs> so I love that. I'm talking normal will always be, like I said, like probably like the joy that I, the first time, like I know I said it, but like the joy I felt the first time I heard her say that I was like, I don't know. just, I loved it so much. Um, the greatest thing ever <laughs> right it's so funny it's so funny um what about you uh so i love um we're belchers from the womb to the tomb like i am such a fan of that line yeah and i wish 
that there were more times in my life where I could say from the womb to the tomb <laughs> in a context that made sense. Because that's a great rhyme. It really it is. is. It is. Um, and then also just the entire concept of erotic friend fiction. Because <laughs> like I, know. I, I love how many like I love I love that Tina loves writing. It makes sense that she would do erotic writing because she's a teenager. But like. You know, whenever people, I don't know if you like on Reddit, people be like, oh, what do you think the kids, you know, would do when they were adults? And everyone's always like, oh, Jean's obviously playing music and, you know, Louise is taking over the restaurant. And I think like the most common one for Tina is that she's a writer. She's an author. And I'm like, that makes complete sense. Like, I love that she loves writing. It makes me so happy. Yeah. I mean, it is erotic fan fiction and erotic (laughs) friend fiction, but there's a market for it. I love it. So, Yeah. yeah big fan of that too but it's a it's a really good it's just a really good episode (laughs) yeah this is like this like i said this is like probably one of my all-time favorite ones you know it's just because it's like relate like i know we talked about this but it's like relatable like we've all you know had that friend that like is not the best influence or like you know when you're that age like makes you want to do things that like you don't really want to do but you feel like you can't really like right peer pressure is so big yeah so it's like I feel like we all, you know, to some extent, definitely like know how Tina is feeling and you know kind of understand what it's like to navigate these kinds of things for the first time and you know how you kind of like handle yourself and and you know all those sorts of things. So I think that like it's a funny episode, but that part of it too, like I always you yeah, know this is a really funny appreciate. and extremely realistic episode. Yeah, like. One thousand (laughs) percent. Yeah, bed and breakfast, not so much. Or like when Bob's in the, you know, the wall, definitely not. But one like this, you're like, yeah, I, I've, you know, I've been there myself. I get it. Yeah, and (laughs) like it's not even just, you know, just Tina's story. Like I mentioned at the beginning too, like Bob getting weirdly obsessed with something and then making it his whole personality. Also extremely realistic. Totally. Every part of this is realistic. Yes, definitely. Definitely. And I only, like, I only have one sibling, but, like, I'm, when Jessica and I were little, if we had anything over each other, we would totally bring it up, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. Just the familial relationships are also just very, it's good. It's a good episode. It's It's a a really good episode. (laughs) Uh, And I love the, um, the song that plays in here, the bad girls song. Yeah. <laughs> bad girls don't like to pay for lip balm. <laughs> I know, so good. I would totally go see Dog Prom, though. That sounds I would, too. Fantastic. Oh, I, I do love, because we see later, um, I think it's the Valentine's Day episode where they, they do the, um, the stories about the, because Bob and Linda got in a fight about the, the laundry. Yes. Um, and the kids broke a mattress. I feel like one of the other movies that's playing there is Dog Prom 2. Yeah. So, like, it's clearly a series. Yes. <laughs> Love it. And I'm into it. I the first one it. did so well. <laughs> yeah, they were like, well, we gotta have a second prom. I love it. I wonder if it so was cute. new dogs or if any of the same dogs were going to right. prom. Like a junior dog that then was like a senior dog. Right. <laughs> you know? I'm interested. I want to know. It. I want to know what's happening in the dog prom universe. That'll make me really happy. So good. All right. Bob's Burgers creators, get on it. Also yeah. make a dog prom. Seriously. <laughs> All right. Did you... I certainly did not make either of those burgers. I would no. say. Yeah. I feel like I had made one of them in the past. Maybe the Hearts of Palm one we had made like years ago. 
What was the other one? Something with spinach. Spinach, right? yes, it and spinach. Maybe I, we did that. I don't know. I've don't had remember. a burger with spinach on it before. Yeah. I'm like trying to pull out of my brain what hearts of palm tastes like, and I'm not picturing it. What are hearts of palm? I thought it was like like they'll be in salads sometimes. Like they're like okay, artichoke they like... adjacent. I thought like like not like yeah. ish. That's what they look like. Yeah. Inner core. And they're like cr- they're like crunchy kind of, but like in like a watercress kind of way. Okay. Yeah. You it know, says hearts of palm are also called palm cabbage. That's weird. Yeah, that I've never. I'm heard. just like I don't I don't think that I ever remember eating hearts of palm and like if I had to get them at the store, like do they just come in a can? Are there fresh hearts of palm that you can buy at the store? I mean, I'm assuming somewhere but i think that yeah they usually come like how like like artichokes come okay like, like in, in those the can glass. like with like the liquidy like gotcha you know i think i think i could be totally wrong but i feel like if you go to like chopped or something you can get like a fancy pa- like a fancy salad place like they'll be in certain like of their like pre you know like pre-ordained <laughs> salad choices or whatever you know what i mean um Interessante. I think. I think. I could be totally, like, making all this up, but that's what I think. <laughs> I seem to remember eating. I'm going to trust you yeah. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So what what would you rate this episode on a scale of 1 to 10 burgers? I would say, like, a 9. Mm-hmm. Which I think is, like, my highest I've ever done. You know, I I'm usually, like, too. conservative. I'm always like, oh, like, a 7, maybe. This one's like a nine, a nine and a half even maybe. It's yeah, so good. This one is a really good one. It's so good. And there's like nothing besides like Zeke like spitting and then like swallowing it or whatever. Like there's nothing else in it that's like gross or like upsetting or like, not that the show has like a ton of those moments, but like there's they really nothing but, them. you know, <laughs> yeah. But this, this one's like nothing but joy the entire way through. And like we said, it's just so relatable. It's like you know it's nice to like when you see like the universal human experience i know it's like a cartoon but like you know when you see the universal human experience in that way of like that's exactly what i went through when i was in eighth grade or you know seventh grade or whatever um you know so what about you what would you say no i'm fully in agreement with you i would say probably nine and a half it's a really good episode and i also love like i know we've kind of mentioned this that season two kind of feels like a lot of like standalone episodes but yeah. this one, a lot of the plot points move into further episodes. Like Chad yeah. the zombie, Tina mm-hmm. writing her erotic friend fiction. We see kind of, you know, of course, the introduction of Tammy. So that obviously right. is going to carry through. Cake, I think, even gets brought up again. Like, because there's that episode, the whole episode where they're trying to get tickets to Cake 2. Oh, yeah, where yeah, they're, yeah. Like, trying to call to get the discounted yes. tickets from the yes. Warp Art Center. Like, a lot of this episode does move through into future episodes and i always yes. love it when that happens when like yeah. they can establish something so early on and then it's like a little callback like yeah I'm a big fan of that so yeah it's a good episode yeah and i a... and i said this at the beginning too but i'll say it again like i love the fact that tammy got introduced like i know that she's a little asshole but i like that tina has kind of like a villain like i like yes. that there's like a cart like a low stakes 
yes eighth grader villain yes I like Who also that. yeah like is kind of like hilarious and like vulnerable in her own ways like oh, and yeah, isn't no, you know isn't as we've like, seen episodes where tammy's like very humanized like the babysitting yeah. episode where tina and tammy have kind of like that heart to heart about bullying yeah where tammy's like you know just because i'm pretty doesn't mean i can't have her yeah. feelings and it's like <laughs> she's being dramatic but the sentiment yeah. is there and yes you know when we see like she helped them get the chinchilla back like we've seen tammy yes. be humanized like it's yes, not totally. you know but like sometimes i feel like with a lot of shows there'll be like an antagonist and it's like weirdly high stakes and yeah. i like the fact that this is an antagonist that like everything that she does the most that it'll impact tina is like with her popularity at school like that's right. really i like that <laughs> i'm yeah. glad that there's a low stakes villain <laughs> yeah totally and it's not like you know not that Mr. Fish Odor's an antagonist, but, like, the problems that Bob has with Mr. Fish Odor and, like, Jimmy Pesto are, are, have, like, larger implications for, like, yes. Bob having a livelihood. Right. So, like, I'm glad that there's conflict that can exist in this show that's not, like, we're going to lose our restaurant and right, our right, house right, right, right. all right. the time. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. <sighs> yeah, so. Good episode. Oh, my goodness so glad we got to do this and next you know next time we release an episode next one is the season finale of season two beef squatch so yes. we're almost done with season two it's a short one yes which is crazy short but... little baby little itty yes. bitty little itty bitty baby season yeah but once we get into season three then it's gonna be like 22 episodes per season yes so. <laughs> then we are in for it we are in for it but yeah, so we're we're almost done with season two, which is absolutely wild. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, um, I can't think of anything else to add. Do you have anything fun to, to chime in? But I can't talk. <laughs> um, I mean, we're Bob's cast. This is us and what we do. <laughs> we're on Instagram. We're on gmail <laughs> we have a gmail we do i have guess a i gmail. should say i should get us a threads too because it's just connected yes. to instagram yes I'm i know i was thinking about that the other too. day nice so we'll i be on refuse threads. i absolutely refuse to get a twitter slash x yeah Ugh. no but i will do a we'll, thread we'll be on threads connected yes. to instagram yes so so <laughs> look out for us there um we're on spotify apple podcasts Please feel free to rate and review and subscribe. Um, and thank you for listening. And you want to take us out? <laughs> uh, hells yes, I do. All right. Thank you, everybody. And stay fresh, meatbags. Stay fresh. <laughs>